So I just finished recording the episode you're about to listen to with John Paul Henderson, and we just had a beautiful conversation of overcoming addiction and taking back your power and what led to him ultimately stepping into coaching. He shares his insights and his advice for those of you that are new on the path and Also, just what it is that inspired him to be able to do the inner work and exactly what it is that, you know, took him to where he is today, living in his purpose. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. He also gifted us with a guided meditation, which you can check out at bit.ly forward slash awaken 444. So again, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, yeah, here we go. Hello, welcome back, friends. This week, I have an amazing guest, and his name is John Paul Henderson. And so before we get into this conversation, let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a spiritual awakening coach and singer-songwriter, and his mission is to help awakening of individuals unlock their inner guru, discover their soul's purpose, and shine their lights in the world with confidence. His journey of spiritual transformation and overcoming trauma has had a profound influence on his life as a coach and a musician, and he now helps others transform their lives and tap into their unique gifts. John Paul's greatest wish is for humanity to realize their own divinity through the power of unconditional love so that all beings may be happy and free. So beautiful. Welcome, John Paul. How are you feeling? Hey, thank you so much for having me on, Vibe Queen. Uh, Feeling really good. And uh, yeah, it's been, it's, you know, it's been a lot of up and down lately with everything going on in the world and and just in my personal life but i'm i'm really happy to be here and yeah thankful that you had me on yes i'm excited to get into this conversation so every episode we want to hear your awakening journey so what prompted your spiritual awakening so that's a great question and there are many layers to awakening that's what i've learned during my journey and I think it really started for me back around 2010, 2011. I started questioning these old ways of thinking and and just these dogmatic beliefs that I had from my childhood. Um, Like, for instance, my religion, um, questioning, you know, that and just realizing that I could have become any religion based on where I was born in the world. If I had been born in the Middle East, I probably would have practiced Islam. If I was born in China or in the Far East, something else. But I was born in the South, in in Tennessee. So I grew up up Southern Baptist. And (laughs) uh, yeah, there are a lot of things about religion, about that upbringing that never really resonated with me. And I started questioning that, started really going down the rabbit holes in, in a lot of ways. And it took me a few years to kind of sort through and everything. And I think that's really when I had my dark night of the soul. It was between 2011 and 2016. So it was about five years. I went even further into the darkness and and uh, really testing the limits of what I knew to be true in reality. And uh, 
so it was 2016 that I had two family members who were diagnosed with a terminal illness within the same week, and they were both given very short time to live. Yeah, and uh, that really woke me up because for many years I was struggling with addiction, and it was it got to be even more really serious in those the later years around like 2014, 2015 started getting into heavier substances and alcohol was a big part of it, but it was other substances as well. And I finally got that wake up call from the universe. And, um, yeah, just two of my family members, they were, one of them was my uncle. And the reason that he was, uh, given, two weeks to two months to live was because of liver failure and the way that he was drinking alcohol and taking pills. And so that really woke me up and I, I saw myself in his shoes and I decided I didn't want to go down that path. And so the universe got my attention with those two things. And then one more thing, and you may have had this experience before where things tend to happen in threes. We get signs from the universe in threes. And so the third sign was I had a spiritual mentor into into my life and really helped to piece together all of the the holes that that I had in my in my thinking and, and connect some dots about spirituality and about existence and everything else. And so I decided, I made this decision that I was going to walk this new path and cut out all those substances, alcohol and the other substances, and just walk down this new path and uh, start doing my inner work and start connecting with myself and my inner world. And so it was April... 14th, it's my birthday, 2016, that I was like, okay, this is my last hurrah. I I went out with some friends and, you know, that was, that was it. After that, I, I was committed. And so I've been sober ever since then. Um, wow. And yeah, been, I've been down this path of awakening, which, and from my experience is a never ending journey. And it comes in layers, you know, and I started really doing my inner work and, and transforming myself and um, facing a lot of the shadows that I had been hiding from all those years through the addiction because the addiction was just a way to numb myself and to cope with the, all that pain and trauma. So I started to heal and transform and the rest is kind of history a lot's happened since then obviously but yes well first and foremost um just want to acknowledge your sobriety for the past five years that's a big deal so that's amazing thank you so much yeah it's awesome thank Um, you so many questions (sighs) where do i begin (laughs) i guess my my first question for you john paul is you mentioned that 
you woke up and you said that you didn't want to be in your uncle's shoes. Now, besides that, uh, when you woke up, did you recognize in that moment that your addiction was a cover-up, a numbing for the trauma? Or was it at that point just, you know, just your way of life? Like, I'm, I'm curious to know your state of mind and how aware you were and what that process looked like in your awakening. Yeah, that's a really good question because that's kind of a glimpse into my inner world and my my consciousness at that time. And I haven't really gone into that space much. And so this is interesting for me to go back into that state of mind. Uh, I think a lot of it was just a realization that I had to make a change. I had to do something different or I was going to end up in the same place that my uncle was in. And I think there was also, there was also a, a tugging in my soul, in my heart. There was a pull that I was meant for so much more than what I was allowing myself to be. And I, I always knew that I, I had these gifts inside of me that, that were just meant to be shared. And I never felt like they were fully able to be expressed. And so there was a calling there to express my gifts. And one of those was through music because I really wanted to, you know, share my music and inspire people. And so there are a lot of there are a lot of things going on in my mind at that time, but I think for the most part, it was just the decision that I had to change and that I had to do something different. And then once I started on that path, I started realizing, wow, I've been hiding from all these things for all this time. You know, I've been hiding from this pain and I started to understand as I was doing that healing work and that shadow work um, that I actually, that I was, I had a lot to offer the world and I had so much creative potential. And once I started doing that inner work and I was meditating and I was spending time in prayer and, and, and everything like that, I began to have a desire to spend more time in the true reality as opposed to this reality that I'd been escaping into of numbing myself. And uh, I found that the more that I worked on myself, the more my creativity was able to shine through. And I would just start getting these downloads of these songs and, and I, I started writing songs more and more and it just opened up a whole new level of being and of creativity for me. That's awesome. Amazing. So tell us what happened then, you know, 2016, you're now on this journey. Like what was life like for you? I mean, was it a struggle to maintain your sobriety or was it I guess, like, can you just share that journey with us? Yeah, absolutely. So it was difficult because 
I cut everything out cold turkey. And Okay, wow. Yeah, so I just I made that decision and I knew that this was my it was my time. It was my time to shine. It was it was time to start going down this path and and finding myself and discovering who I really was and and facing all that that pain and trauma. And yeah, so I I decided that um the best way for me to maintain my sobriety was to let go of the friends that I was hanging out with at the time because our influences are the biggest um the are are the people we surround ourselves with are the biggest influences on us and all of my friends at the time they hadn't changed <laughs> i had changed mm-hmm. right so i knew that i couldn't continue spending time with them and doing the same things i was doing before if i was going to truly change my life and and commit to this path and i was so committed that i knew that i just had to let go of that old life and really just embrace this new path and this new life. And, and so that came with a lot of challenges. Uh, Feeling alone was one of them because I literally let go of all of my friends uh, because the friends that I were keeping around, they were the same ones that I would party with. And, you know, they were into drinking and going out and, you know, and all those things. So letting that go, it, it caused me to spend more time by myself. So that was, that was, that was one of the challenges and to be okay with just being with me, with myself. When before I would call myself an extrovert because Maybe I don't know if maybe it was just an excuse to not be alone with myself, but it's also like it became my identity. Like I'm an extrovert, so I yeah, I love spending boy, yeah. time with people, and yeah, so it's interesting, almost like an excuse. But uh, but I I decided just to let go of labels as much as I could, and to spend time working on me. And I just knew that this was a season and it was a season for me to really heal myself. And, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's answering your question. I'm not sure. Was there something else to that? Well, I would love to, to hear if you could share with us what the inner work and facing your shadows and trauma, what did that look like for you? If you could share that. Sure. Yeah. So the inner work that I was doing, a lot of it started with just meditating because before that time, I wouldn't even be able to meditate. I couldn't sit still with myself in silence uh, for five minutes. And it was so guided meditations were kind of my they were the bridge for me 
Uh, I was able to utilize guided meditations to get into that space. And then eventually I was able to just listen to music. And then eventually I was able to sit in silence um, and silence my thoughts and just be in that meditative state. But meditation was definitely the key. And that was like the doorway to doing the inner work that really changed everything for me. And inner child work was one of the biggest catalysts for me because a lot of the trauma that I had in my life came from my childhood. And I didn't realize how much I was really carrying with me. And so I I did a lot of inner child work and I actually just learned it on my own. And I took myself through those processes. And the first time that I did inner child work, I was, I remember I was, I wasn't able to really go into any sort of process other than just being able to feel again because I numbed myself for so long. So I had to, I had to break through that, that barrier first and just allow myself to feel. And I think a lot of people could probably relate with this because especially as sensitive people or empaths, um, in, in our lives and, and, you know, like we are really sensitive to other people's feelings and, and trauma and different things like that. And we don't necessarily know how to process them, especially when we're younger growing up. And so we just numb ourselves so we don't have to feel it. And so it's not so intense because it can be really intense. So I did that for a long time with these substances and through addiction. Uh, and like, even in my early years, I remember I would escape from my feelings by pretending that everything was a joke. I wouldn't take anything seriously because, because I didn't want to face the reality of being, it being serious. You know, so I had to remember all of these patterns that I developed over the years and inner child work was really key in that whole healing process. And it's still one of my most favorite shadow work practices. I also did a lot of forgiveness work. Uh, Forgiveness is a huge, huge key for me as well. Uh, it's really one of the most powerful shadow work keys that I've developed and it can be so simple. Uh, that's what I love about it. Um, and besides that, I just did whatever I could to really dive into my feelings because I didn't really know how to be okay with my feelings. And through that whole journey, I became very aware of my emotions and I've since been able to help other people through that 
process and through these types of processes and and just uh, elevate myself in in, a, in my own emotional intelligence and and be more sensitive to other people's emotions as well. Yeah, which is so important. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I'm curious, uh, what was the first emotion you felt when you did that inner child work? Well, it was it wasn't really so much an emotion as are you talking about that first process that I did? Mm-hmm. You couldn't feel and then you felt again. I'm curious. Could, can you remember yeah. like what, what, what that was like? Yeah. So it was really interesting. That's, that's a really good question. Uh, so it wasn't really a feeling like an emotion so much as it was almost like a restoration of my ability to hmm. feel. Interesting. So when I was doing that work, I remember just saying to myself internally, it's okay to feel like it's safe to feel. And, and just remembering that whole process. And then there was a moment during that first time that I did that process where I just felt this rush of energy, this run through my entire body and it was like oh it's okay to feel i can i can feel things and i just felt this wave of energy wash over me and it was really incredible and powerful and i knew that a shift had been made um and that was kind of like the the first step for me and then uh, my inner child was really happy after that and i decided I'm going to let my inner child play. And I went ice skating. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Cause like, as you're saying this and I've done a lot of research when it comes to trauma um, and breath work and things like that. And the more and more I just, you know, go down that rabbit hole, if you will, the more I'm just convinced that the mind and the body, it's almost like a separate operating system if you will and so it's almost Mm. like you your mind had to communicate to your body okay body I know you've been traumatized right because the body doesn't forget right I think there's a book called the body keeps score so even though you can disassociate in your mind if something traumatic happens as a child doesn't matter what it is and I have countless things that have happened to me and it's like oh that happened and I don't even remember but the body was still present and so the body is still tense. The body is still remembering that trauma, even though you mentally checked out, right? Or you made it yeah. a joke or whatever your coping mechanism is. So it's almost like your mind said to your body, hey, body, you can feel. You're good now. <laughs> I'm giving you permission to feel. And the body just went like, click. Oh, yeah. I can feel. And it's like we make it this huge, big deal when it's just two operating systems communicating to one another. And then the body has this release, which is this energy that you felt, which is interesting that you said it wasn't really an emotion. You just felt it, which kind of, to my point, makes sense now because the brain is just communicating to the body, hey, you can feel now. So it's just like we sometimes overcomplicate things. And it's like, hey, just chill. Just tell your body you can feel. (laughs) Yeah. So I I love that. I'm so glad that you shared that. So that's, that's really uh, interesting. So I would love to hear um, what got you on the path 
to coaching, especially since you're a fellow artist like myself. I'm curious to hear what got you on the coaching path and what made you decide to step into that role. That's a great question. Thank you for asking that. So when I started on my awakening journey, well, I guess I could call it my big awakening in 2016. Once I started down that path and I started to discover my creative gifts and and tap into my purpose, I realized that my purpose, you know, because a long time for a long time, I would I would think about, oh, what's my purpose? You know, what I really want to find my purpose. And I spent a lot of energy on that. And I kind of overcomplicated it because I was like, well, there's just one purpose. I have one purpose. And, you know, this is what I was learning on the spiritual journey. I've got this amazing purpose and I need to tap into that one thing. Well, I realized that I didn't fit that box and I actually had two purposes. And I discovered that that was healing and music were my two purposes. And so creating music that is helps people heal, that was the one way that I could tap into both of those things, right? Um, and then the healing path was just a way to, that I, I always felt this connection with kind of a shamanic energy, uh, especially since I, like opened up my my gifts more and so I, I wanted to offer transformation to people I wanted to help people overcome some of the things that I went through because yeah there's a lot of distortions and illusions even on the spiritual path there's a lot of different roads that we can take and and branches that we can follow and and rabbit trails and yes they all lead us back to the same place in the end but there's also that a lot of confusion that can happen there's a lot of heartache that can happen so if i can help people uh, relieve their suffering and have an easier journey then I want to do that. And so I initially got into coaching kind of as a free gift to um, this one client that I had. Um, this is back, back in 2017, I believe. I Because I, I moved pretty fast through a lot of my inner work. And of course, it's a never-ending process, but I felt the call to help this person. And so I just offered my services of taking this person through this inner child work process uh, for free because it was like a, a spirit offering, just a way to give back to um, the universe for guiding me down this path. And so I... I did that in 2017 and then I met my, I guess we, I could go, we can go ahead and talk about this on this podcast because everyone that's on this is kind of on that journey, but I met my twin flame in 2017 and, 
after that, there was a few years of kind of figuring things out. I moved to a new city and I always knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to help people and, and use my dual purpose of healing and music. And I released my first single in 2019. I've got more, more music in the pipeline, but it's, it's not going very fast. Um, but, (laughs) but the, yeah, it'll happen when it, when it's meant to happen, but the coaching, uh, so I was in the restaurant industry and I had this vacation planned with my partner uh, back in 2020. And the vacation was planned for March of 2020. It was going to be like three and a half weeks. And uh, this was booked like two months in advance. We we were going on this road trip and it was just a divine thing. It was totally divine. So the week that we left, the restaurants closed down. And I just thought to myself, hmm, okay, we're about to go on vacation for three and a half weeks. We don't have a job to come back to when we come back. So <laughs> right. it's time to create what we've been wanting to create. And uh, the, this is the sign from the universe. This is the opportunity. And um, yeah, so... Uh, we actually, my partner and I actually uh, created a brand on that vacation and it's called Pure Wild Free and it's kind of like a mantra. It embodies what we're all about and uh, it actually was created through writing a song and the song is called Pure Wild Free and this melody came to me and we started creating this song and the song helped us create the brand. Uh, so that's kind of the short story. And yeah, since, since, since then I've just been focusing my energy on doing everything I can to help people, um, transform their lives and, putting my energy into coaching because I know that it's something that, that I can help people with. And, um, and for all the coaches out there or people who are considering coaching, um, you don't have to be a master in order to teach someone. You don't have to, be 10 steps ahead in order to lead someone. You just need to be one step ahead and just remember your, your gifts and share those gifts. Um, and so that's, that's what I've been working on remembering myself. And uh, since then, yeah, I, I don't know how much of the story you want here, but you know, there, there's a lot, no, of I, course. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's amazing. Uh, you took advantage of, uh, of things shutting down. So I think that's, that's awesome. And I agree with the one chapter ahead. Uh, the one thing I would love to add, and this is a lesson that I feel like I'm now really 
embodying and that is the lesson of embodying embodiment is that mm. that one chapter you're ahead of know that chapter really well you know don't teach anything you're still learning teach the chapter you've actually embodied and have integrated i think that's so important because if you're not living by your own core values and standards that of which you're teaching your clients energetically it's not that's just it's not and that's where also yeah. often imposter syndrome can come in because on a subconscious level in a sense you are because you're not actually you know doing the things you're telling your clients to do so that's something i wanted to to add um, because i've just yeah. seen that and it's not that's not good so i don't want to yeah. say not good but it can it can it can cause a lot of frustration both for the client and for yourself so i agree you don't need to be 10 chapters ahead but that one chapter you're ahead make sure you know that chapter and you become that chapter so absolutely yeah yeah or what is it like working with your partner uh, i'm curious to hear what that dynamic is like uh, i didn't realize that you had a brand with your partner so is that has that always been in flow do you guys like butt heads like because that that can be a bit you know that could be risky so i'm curious to hear that experience well it's interesting uh so creating that brand was the catalyst for both of us to start sharing our gifts and and promoting our offerings you know so that was the catalyst and then we've since then we've kind of branched off and done our own things okay gotcha um, but we i still feel like pure wild free is kind of like the umbrella you know, it, it, it's, it's our signature. It, it's, that's what it, it everything that pure wild free is about. It, it just encapsulates everything that we are, you know, it's all about clean living, you know, purity, um, and rewilding yourself, uh, being in tune with nature and then cultivating freedom and realizing that you are free already just as a uh, unlimited being of you know infinite abundance so so yeah like all of the, the the pure wild free brand is not it's something that we've we it's it's a place where we can connect and come together and it's kind of like an umbrella uh we have our own thing um for instance, I do spiritual awakening coaching and my partner does something totally different. You know, she's and she's actually still navigating that journey and she's figuring out exactly who she wants to work with. And um, so she has different experiences and different um, challenges that she's overcome, you know. And so, yeah in the beginning when we were trying to make it all work through pure wild free, it was challenging because there are certain dynamics that in a workplace, like in a work environment that I've learned that I have to be really aware of and being an Aries, a fire sign, I am very like, I want to just create something and I want it to be done. 
and I just want to get it done fast. And, and that can also be a little bit out of balance, uh, with my masculine energy too. So there's the whole harmonization of the masculine and feminine energy within each of us and then coming together and we each have our different flows. So, and so something that worked really well for us and it was before we created pure wild free was we used to do cacao ceremonies. We had a cacao business and it's back in 2019. We actually took a journey to Colombia to find this organic heirloom cacao and we ended up meeting these indigenous people who invited us up into the mountains to meet their family and stay with them for three days and yeah it was this whole amazing epic journey (laughs) That's, that's incredible yeah it was it was it was insane and it was it was a beautiful experience and we we would host these cacao ceremonies and um i would kind of let her lead and i would play the guitar and we would kind of create this dynamic with the group around a fire or in a circle where we were and uh it was just a really fun experience and yeah just on the journey we just kind of started moving in different directions and um but yeah, Pure Wild Free is definitely a, it's it's like a passion project, I guess. It's something that, it's our brand, but it's also, there's, there's it's like where we come together, you know? Um, there are other th- projects and other things that we, we want to create. And so we'll, we'll create that under Pure Wild Free and, um, yeah. So does that answer your question on that? Yeah. I just was curious what that dynamic was like working with someone um, that you're in a partnership with, but, but yeah, I appreciate yeah. you sharing for sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I, I can go um, deeper if you want to know anything else about that dynamic, but it's, it's definitely challenging, you know, it's definitely challenging, but it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's growth, you know, it's, it's how we grow. So we don't grow right. in our comfort Which zone, is, right? Absolutely. I was going to say, that's what this whole human experience is about. Uh, at least that's the conclusion I've come to. I'm like, okay, I'm triggered. There's growth. Okay. Let's bring it on. You know, anytime I feel that activation in my body now, I almost like, I feel sometimes I'll feel frustration arise for like a second. And then I remember like, oh, this is an opportunity for growth. Where is the lesson? Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at now, which is kind of exciting. It allows you to see any situation that you traditionally would have viewed as bad or negative as an opportunity for growth or a lesson or, a, ooh, here's an opportunity for me to see how far I've even come. And that's such a beautiful thing. And so I feel like mm. now I can use my triggers as an opportunity to even see how far I am on the awakening journey. Because I remember there was a point where, you know, there could be certain topics that would come up that I didn't necessarily agree with. And I would get so I would feel myself almost get angry. And now it's like it doesn't even phase me. And it's almost like a 
like a, a meter, you can kind of see where you're at. It's like, oh, nope, doesn't bother me, doesn't, doesn't, I don't even want to engage. And so you can kind of take a pulse, you know, how fast mm-hmm. do I want to react or get triggered or want to give my two cents? And so that's, that's the beautiful thing about, about triggers. So, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's so relevant. So relevant. We all get triggered so much. And mm-hmm. yeah, I love how you mm-hmm. put that. It is like a, a gauge of knowing where you're at. I know I get triggered all the yeah. time and it's just, it's part of, <laughs> it's part of the journey, but yeah. It's part of the journey. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what advice would you give to your younger self? Um, and I guess you could say younger self when you were, was first starting on this coaching journey, I guess in the beginning of the pandemic. And especially since you, have been on, a, on an accelerated path and you've learned a ton. And I know you have a lot of experience with funnels and things like that. But what advice would you give to yourself starting off on this coaching journey with the information you know now? Hmm. No, that's, that's a really good question. It's, it's interesting because I haven't really thought of that. But putting myself back in that place where I was when I was just starting out, it's so interesting to think about. So, yeah, I would... Just say that, number one, never give up. (laughs) Just keep going. And taking one step at a time, that is the biggest, like the biggest lesson for me. And and that's something I'm constantly reminding myself, just keep going. Uh, Number two, it's not going to be easy. I mean, yeah, it sounds great sharing your sharing your gifts and and um, doing what you love. It sounds great. And it is great. It's it's amazing. Uh, I get to make my own schedule and live my life how I want to. But at the same time, there is a building phase. It's not. And and this is this is me speaking to me because. I'm a little bit of an idealist. I like to idealize things and and think, oh, well, this is just going to be so easy. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna launch my program, and I'm just, I'm just gonna put all my stuff out there, and everybody's gonna just come in <laughs> to come to me because it's me, and I'm just you know it's my ego talking probably, but you know it's like it, it, well, it's sure it's, <laughs> well it, it's easy to to be idealistic sometimes. And I know Mm -hmm. that that's the pattern that I've had to keep in check. So I would just say, Hey, it's actually going to be hard work, but as long as you keep going and you, you create, you know, what something that feels good to you and you're offering your gifts, then that's what really matters because you're offering a service and you're, you're doing a service for others. And the universe is all about that. The universe is going to support you. You're going to be supported. Just believe in yourself. And just remember that like, it is a journey. It's a process. And the beginning is the hardest part because that's the building phase. And the analogy that I like to right. use is it's like an airplane takes a lot of momentum to take off. It takes a lot of energy for the takeoff. But once you get up to cruising altitude, it's a lot easier and you can kind of coast a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I'm still on the takeoff just so you know. And, you know, I'm a 
a little over, I guess I'm a year in. I've been almost, I've been full-time almost a year, um, supporting myself full-time, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's not easy, but it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth mm-hmm. it. And I love that. it's, not it's easy, only it's going to it. grow. It's only going to grow. Like it, mm-hmm. it's only going to get better with time. It just takes focus and not giving up and just making that commitment and believing in yourself that you can do it and it's all worth it in the end like wherever the end Mm -hmm. is i don't know it's like this you know goal that we put in our minds but we never actually reach (laughs) you know people who say they're success like we we think that there are these people out there that are successful we're like oh they're successful they've made it they've got everything they want and they're like I don't know what you're talking about. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I've made it yet, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's like mm-hmm. this destination that we try to idealize and, and say that once I do this, then everything will be okay. But if we can just learn to enjoy the journey and, and um, know that every step we take is leading us closer and closer to our own freedom of making our own schedule. Uh, also, it's leading us closer to our purpose and our mission here and inspiring the world and uplifting humanity and raising the consciousness of the planet. Like, I think that's what we're all really doing in our own way. So, yeah. That would be my yes. advice to my former self. Love that. And that advice to your former self for those of you listening, that advice, I hope it resonated with you as well, because I think those are incredibly important things to to remember. And so one of the things you said is don't give up. And mm-hmm. I know we chatted about this briefly before we recorded. And so I'm curious to hear, as a coach, as you continue to awaken and ascend and unfold and learn new lessons and perhaps have new ahas around things, and this has happened to me. And it's almost like I'm I'm leaving old identities, labels, belief systems, and structures behind. You kind of outgrow things, right? So Mm. how do you handle that? I don't know if you've experienced this yet as a a coach. It can kind of make you feel a bit like, do I need to hang up my coaching hat for a bit while I embody this or integrate? Or am I qualified? My head spinning. So I've kind Mm -hmm. of experienced this myself. I'm curious to hear if you have and how you handle that. So, yes. Yeah. Well, I love this question because I am actually going through that right now. And I just decided to make a transition in my coaching uh, because when I started out coaching, I was doing transformational coaching. That was my niche, that was my title. I wanted to help people transform their lives and and live their dreams. And really, that's still what I'm doing now. But uh, I decided to switch into spiritual awakening coaching because I really wanted to be able to feel comfortable within that label, you know, because a label is just that it's a it's a it's kind of like a box in a way. It's an identity we attach to. And yeah, so if 
I'm a transformational coach, then that's great. I, I, I loved being a transformational coach. Um, but at the same time, I also felt like I was focused on helping people just transform. And that, like, I was all about, it was like diving deep into shadow work and doing all these healing processes, which is awesome. It just wasn't where my passion was. So I, I've been switching. I'm now doing spiritual awakening coaching and I'm working on actually creating my first program right now. And for me, it was just a simple decision to switch over and, and just, yeah, there, there's definitely a transition period, I think. Um, and if you can continue working with what you've already created, for instance, like for a little while, um, while creating this new, um, this new niche or this new path, you know, these new offerings, then I would say that would be probably the wisest thing to do. And that's not what I did. I just like, Oh, I'm done with transformational coaching. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do spiritual awakening. I'm this now. now. Yep. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to close that program. I'm not even going to, yeah, that's done. And now I'm going to do this. So it's been, it's been challenging. Um, and when it comes to identity, something that has really helped me and i kind of i kind of feel like this is uh some it's a, it's an understanding that i i have about these attachments to our identity right um so an identity is whatever we attach our, our ourselves to like it's what we associate with so um it can we can shift that at any time and 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 when it comes to manifestation the law of attraction or any of that stuff right we we don't necessarily just we don't ne- we don't necessarily take action and then um we get the things that we need and then we or get the things we want and then we come into this state of being that this the state of being that identity. For instance, when I decided to be a transformational coach, I didn't just start coaching and decide, okay, once I get enough clients, then I can call myself a transformational coach. No, I started, I just said, okay, I'm a transformational coach now. That's what I am, you know, because we are reflections of the macrocosm like we have the universe inside us we're these infinite beings and by claiming that identity i'm a transformational coach so i lined up my vibration with that identity and then i started taking action you know be do have so it's like come into the state of being first and sometimes like when, when you shift your identity, you just have to claim that identity that you are deciding to be. And everything else 
because you're claiming that and you're affirming that, then things start to line up in your life. And uh, that's what's happened to me. Um, so when I decided to go into spiritual awakening coaching, I just decided, okay, now I'm a spiritual awakening coach. <laughs> and I started, I started acting as if I was that. And that's really, if you read about or watch videos on manifestation, they're, they're all about just assuming the feeling of that which you desire to have. Assuming the state of being that, of that which you desire to be. And so shift your identity by just claiming that you are that thing and walk forward in that knowing that this is your new identity. Take action in alignment with that. And then you'll receive the things that you want. You know, the be, do, have method. <laughs> so Yeah, I love that. I love that. And it's so true. Uh, even when it comes to manifesting, which I have done so much research on that, that and the law of attraction, mm. just, you know, that was probably the, the seed that was planted in me back in 2006 when I watched The Secret. And, mm. you know, the thing now that I'm realizing is that you are a manifestation of everything in your reality. You know, and yeah. so even if you look at your life right now, if you look at your reality, the frequency you're on, that is the reality you're in because that is what you have attracted. So you are the manifestation of everything. So it's kind of like mm -hmm. weird to wrap your head around that. But that's why I really like the be do have because what you are, you attract what you are, not what you want. Yes. Right. And so for me, that lesson was like, wait, you attract what you are, not what you want. But I want that. Yeah, but you're not going to attract what you want. You're going to attract what you actually are right now. So that's why I really love yeah. what you're saying. If you can just assume that identity, it's almost like you're tricking yourself because if you know the law of you attract what you are, mm -hmm. then apply that reasoning of like, okay, I am this. Therefore, I am going to become that. So it's like, it's yes. kind of like tricky. But if you really like, can grasp that concept it's life-changing because it applies to everything it applies to health it applies mm. to your business it applies to your relationships it applies to everything so yeah. it was like that one was 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 huge for me so i love that so yeah. as we are approaching the end of this episode i just i just want to say thank you so much for for sharing your journey i mean i didn't even know about uh the way you started and i'm just like wow like, I feel like I know so much more about you. So, so thank you. I know we connected through, through Aaron Dowdy and his community. And I just feel really, really grateful to, to be with you uh, here today. So thank you. Um, so as we wrap up, I always ask my guests this question. So I'm curious to hear, what are your words of wisdom that have led you on this path that we call this human experience so far? Hmm. Yeah, well, the words of wisdom. So... I'll just give you the wisdom that my spiritual mentor gave me, and that is never give up and never settle. If you can remember those two things, then you can enjoy the life that you desire. You can create whatever you want, and you deserve it. You deserve all of it. So never give up, never settle for less than what you deserve. And keep going. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Awesome. And so I want to let our listeners know that uh, if they want to support you and follow you, I know you have a special offer. So if you can tell everybody a little bit about that, I believe it's a guided meditation. Yeah. Yeah. I have a free guided meditation to help people who are feeling a little energetically scattered or overwhelmed. And you can check that out. I think maybe the link will be in the description. Yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Yeah, you can check that out there. Um, But yeah, it's a free guided meditation. And uh, I created the music for it, you know, from my musical background. It's it's something, it's a way that uh, you can feel more calm and grounded and centered in your body and just feel more energetically um, centered and yeah and grounded there so it's also about cleansing all that energetic debris that we pick up from other people as well so it's a really good guided meditation if you want to check it out just go to that link and other than that it's been a pleasure being on here so thank you so much for having me by queen I appreciate you. And I will put in the show notes all the details where people can follow you and best support you. Um, But yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're a coach or a spiritual entrepreneur of any kind and you've been considering starting your own podcast, but you're a little overwhelmed, you don't know where to start, I need your help. I've actually been considering putting together an online course along with an accountability factor so you're able to step-by-step know exactly how to launch your own podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, please check the show notes. There's a link there which breaks down exactly what would be included. And so if I get enough interest, I'm definitely excited to put this together. So please let me know. Let me know if this is something you'd want to be a part of. Uh, Sending you so much love and until next time.